Hello and good evening. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob, where the folks who can help you find the method of the madness, reason in the unreasonable, and make sense out of nonsense, because this is okay, hear me out. Before we get going, I remind everyone that we do have a voicemail number. That is 833-492-4442. Again, that is 833-492-4442. If you have any conspiracies you want us to investigate, uh, if you want to call us out for our bullshit, or, you know, just say something into a, a phone, give it a call. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? I, I heard last week that we had a bunch of voicemails and everything like that. <laughs> What hey, Aaron, uh, you're, you're in charge of that, right? <laughs> I, what, what, uh... We may have uh, some... Uh, I think our warranty on our car is out of date, and uh, something about a Nigerian prince needing our help. And I think... <laughs> it'll sound very urgent. Personally, I think we should play those, too. <laughs> in the meantime, while we don't have anyone calling in, you know, make some well, fun of it, I guess. We didn't have it. We didn't have it, uh... To be fair, we didn't have our uh, episodes up on time quite, so and and broadcasted, yeah. So people yeah, they'll be they'll be coming. We just updated our first one that actually had a phone number like three days ago. So oh, great. Yeah, we're <laughs> real, very, very professional, we're professional very operation. Timely. Yeah. <laughs> just wait till our election episode, election night episode comes out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been over a month already. <laughs> Amazing. As of today, twelve five, twenty twenty. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see like if our takes have dated much at all. I, I'm sure all of our takes have been poorly have poorly aged, like all of okay. them. Okay, I don't know. Speaking it's of just... takes that poorly aged, uh, Aaron, I believe you have some uh, coronavirus commentary for tonight. Oh, just uh, I, if we're all going into lockdown or you know lockdown number two which actually that take i said was going to happen right after halloween i was like a month late i thought it would i thought it would be right before the election apparently it's right after to distract everybody from the nonsense election but um yeah so we're entering phase two which just happens to go inside with flu cold cold and flu season which is crazy guys isn't that so weird whoa whoa phase two i heard it was phase four Dr. Deborah Burke said it was phase four that we're going into. Whatever happened to two, by the way? Just, did you, did you are hear these that? like reopening, Those are reopening phases, phases or yeah. surges? Surge uh, okay. That's where they go like, okay. oh, we're going into phase three. Oh, we're going back to phase one. It's just to make you think like it's going to end at some point, and it's not. Well, then afterwards, they changed the definitions of the phases. Like, oh, uh, phase three, we're going to have uh, full restaurant seating and bar seating. Oh, just kidding. Not anymore. Phase two, we're going to have gyms open. Oh, just kidding. We're not going to allow group exercise classes or whatever. You know, they, they, there's a lot of a lot of lot of backpedaling. The phases don't really have any uh, real meaning at this point. Well, well, speaking of changing things up, California has just changed uh, how it locks itself down. So Gavin Newsom, as of like a couple of days ago, I, I think Thursday or Friday, he announced that Did they remember to throw away the key this time. They're, they're no longer using um, COVID positive rates uh, to to lock down each county and everything like that. They're grouping a bunch of counties together, so the state is going to be uh, territoried off into five little territories. And if more than fifty percent of the counties in those territories are purple, which is like the highest level or something like that. And uh, if, to get purple, they, they changed it from positive test rates to, uh, what was it, percentage of ICU beds. 
currently in use. So I mean, that's that's probably a better measure, right? Typically, like that, yeah. That's like yeah, how I, I would think so. Are like, you know, but yeah. uh, not a lot of people know this, but the the ICU capacity at, at a hospital can change. They set it up so when there's not a lot of people running through the system through the hospital, they can separate the beds out and give people more space and make the place more comfortable. And then when things get nasty, they can bring in more beds into more rooms and they could they could host more people in the ICU division. So this whole percentage of, of ICU things can also change intermittently. They they can they can change it at, within a single day without having without having to do with COVID at all. So there's that. Bob, you're asking too much. I think like just because they can do that doesn't mean they can do it as long term as this pandemic is going to last. Bob, you're suggesting that these nurses work 24 hour shifts until their work to death. These hardworking, brave and stunning nurses work 24 hour shifts until their work to death. Bob, do not care about our essential workers. Do not care about our frontline first responders. They are basically modern heroes and we should do everything to protect them and their loved ones no i'm no fuck that this is the stupidest <laughs> bullshit we we made temporary hospitals all around the nation not a single one of them was used like this is getting ridiculous like no, what the fuck is yeah, going that's, on that's like pro- uh we, we 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 have now circled back to the original intention of the lockdown in the first place fucking uh, what nine ten months ago we were told 15 days to flatten the hospitalization curve and look at us now everyone yeah. look at us now <laughs> Well, did we flatten it yet? <laughs> we yeah, it was flattened for six months. Yeah, or more. Yeah. So. So, Aaron, what what are these? What do uh, what's reopening or reclosing look like in New York? Oh, they've just gotten these ridiculous arbitrary maps where they just they are now trying to separate it into orange zones, yellow zones, and then nothing. I guess. But I heard about purple zones. Does New York have purple zones too? No, we don't have purple over here. We have red, orange, and yellow. That's very confusing. I've only seen the red in New York City, but like out in Buffalo, it's just like they just took Buffalo and then anything within 20 miles of it in every direction is orange and everything else outside of it's yellow. And then like once you actually get to any rural area, it's there's nothing. And it's like, it's so obvious that like to me, if you were going to, I don't know, um, crash property values in like the city and then buy up the cities on pennies to the dollar, you'd, uh, I don't know, force every single business inside of the city center to close until it's a complete shithole <laughs> that no one wants to live in. Like, isn't like, right? Isn't that what they're doing? Does anybody else not see that? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that, that, that makes sense. That, that's what people are, uh, theorizing that, um, say, uh, AT&T, Warner Media, and Disney are doing with uh, regarding movie theaters is with the, the streaming platforms. They're effectively spending a year or two uh, getting those up and running, getting their movies on there, so that movie theaters die and they can just buy up the movie theaters for themselves. I don't even know if movie theaters are going to exist anymore. Like, yeah, that too. Yeah, that that too. Like, I've, I've, the, the people are talking about, they might be a like a special experience or like a like a niche thing, like an arcade for. Yeah, I don't think arcades yeah. are going to. Arcades haven't existed for like oh, four or five yeah. years in, in the first place. Yeah, I don't think so arcades like, are going to survive the COVID lockdown. Similar <laughs> similar premise to that, or like a, a yeah. record store or something. Uh, the premise, that sort of premise. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can see that happening for cities too, or that strategy being applied in the same way, where um, just run everyone out of business and buy them, like you said, for pennies on the dollar. 
I, I don't That's understand so how people haven't come to the conclusion, like how every, I mean, most people have come to the conclusion that it's like not dangerous at least, but I still, people are still like pussyfooting around it. Somebody has a conversation with you and they're like, well, I, you know, I know it's really serious, but you know, this seems a little excessive and it's like, it, you don't believe it's serious. I don't believe it's serious. We don't have to have <laughs> this fake conversation. We're not children. Like this is complete nonsense. And you're too big. You're too much in the honesty thing. I have fake conversations like that all the time. Okay, yes, Pe- people. People need these fake conversations because they are children. Like you said, like what? What are we children? Yes, they are fucking children <laughs> at this point. It's they true. can't take naughty words. People cannot handle naughty words anymore. Oh, they God, can't ha- handle yeah. personal responsibility. We. This is can't handle our culture. It has cu- been couple. Our culture has been molded by infantilization. Like th- this is the ultimate response to it. These hypochondriacs telling everyone what to do, thinking that walking outside without a mask on is essentially the same thing as drunk driving, like blacked out driving down the freeway and like uh, during rush hour. That that is what they think. Yeah, it is. Like if you look at the the quote unquote risk management and the like the, your your th- the threat you pose to others by going outside or breathing on some breathing within uh t- 10 feet of someone that's yeah that's exactly the same uh, mindset or the the stats are pretty similar for like rates of uh accidents distracted or drunk driving and whatnot um so yeah it is the same wait, wait what are you saying no there? it's a uh, I, I i haven't checked the stats for like a few months but i, I was looking up something and i was talking to james about it uh about stats for um, uh, driving fatalities and accidents and stuff for like a distracted driving like while on phone or drunk driving and um, at some point uh, the the stats were or like the rates of um, accident rates were similar to uh, or accident deaths I think or driving fatalities were a similar rate to uh, coronavirus deaths so something like that at, at what point though because you know like there's like, like right two now months ago. Or, that's the, uh, okay uh, I think two okay. months now that was uh, uh, it was roughly then. Oh, Jesus Christ. But I don't know. It, it just if, goes if, to show a similar scale, at least, or similar mindset looking into, uh, again, the, the risk management and posing it something that could pose a threat to others, that sort of thing. The last person I got into an argument about COVID with had a DUI, like has has had two <laughs> DUIs. Like, oh, God. <laughs> like it was to him to lecture me about not wearing a mask and to, to cause a risk to other people. I'm sitting there like, you're the one with two DUIs, you fucking retard. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Breathalyzer can't smell alcohol through my mask. That's the, that's the <laughs> tactic that people are using now. I mean, it's the exact same thing they used to do to ban content. They'd say, because for the children. Remember they'd always say that? It's always... The, or the children, children. Oh, yeah. are going to see it, and that's why the it's Comics Code banned. Authority and the '90s parents, whatever, yep. parents TV council. And now they'll just we, say, we have to- "Well, you're going to actually kill other people, so you don't have any rights anymore." So as long as they can make a nonsense argument that something you do is going to indirectly kill somebody, they're going to do that. Well, I mean, Bob's saying everyone's a child now, but yeah. that's the like literally there is no space for an adult anymore because every adult space there can be accessed like via the internet from a by a child that is their make their every space here. a safe space yes that's that that is what they are pushing for like th- this is uh it's not like mainstream yet but like this is like the mentality that they've been striving for with like pc culture um uh oh yeah the, the way that they're uh taking everyone down like banning everyone off of social media and stuff like that like I, I saw a thread about um 
a racist person in Among Us, and they're like, oh my god, there's children playing Among Us, you can't do this, think of the children, and it's like, these are like millennials and Gen Xers being like, think of the children, unironically. Like, <laughs> yeah, the ones with no unironically. children, and yes. act like children. Yeah. That's why I have that. That's why I always make that distinction where I'm like, uh, you have to make these claims based on direct harm. It can't be indirect because anyone that yeah. can make any argument, you can always make an argument that anything somebody's doing is going to cause indirect harm to somebody and then just sure. take away everything. It has to be one to one direct harm. Like, I can't shoot you because then, it, no, you know that I directly tried, you know, went to murder you. It's not the same as, well, by getting sunshine, you might indirectly, when grandma coughs two counties over, uh, it was your fault and you're a murderer now. Like, that's a, an insane argument. It's the, it's the, the climate change argument. That, that's like a lot of indirect shit where, uh, oh, in 20 years, you're going to kill the next generation because uh, you're, you're driving your car too much or using too much water or eating too much red meat or whatever the hell it is. The, the, flying on too many planes. The funniest part about that is it's been 20 years down the road since I was seven. Been- oh, oh, I found out, I found out a fun thing. Um, I was listening to the Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast and apparently... Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Why> the- <laughs> <laughs> this, one, uh, this one climate change from the other week and uh, apparently... Uh, so he had, he had this lady expert on and she was saying that... Uh, we're we're in like trend to- trends towards an ice age right now. Like the next fifteen hundred years, temperatures are or like the the world temperatures are decreasing. So that's kind of a scale of uh, the the world's on our side so far as um you know with decreasing emissions or uh preventing global warming. So like it's not it's not as dire. We probably if we like decrease emissions by fifty percent or something, we're we're perfectly fine for the you know next thousand years. <sighs> Oh, thank God. Oh, because I thought, <laughs> what was it? I was told I was told 12 years ago that we had 12 years left to change the climate crisis, and it's only gotten worse under Trump, so we should be dead. Miami should be underwater at this point, but no, we're spending $80 billion to send another satellite into space, thanks to NASA, to determine just how much the water levels are rising, apparently. I, I actually Dude, saw something very funny. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I have to comment on that. I have to fucking. <laughs> so, they have to tell how the water levels are rising by sending a satellite into space, not just by taking a ruler down to the water, which is like at a constant level. Like the oceans maintain the same level. If it rises anywhere, you can tell how much the ocean is rising. Please ignore the 300-year-old lighthouse. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> In Europe. Hey, guys, I'll Please save ignore. you some money. Here's a $60 billion tape measure. Go at it, boys. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, how do people believe this bullshit? Like, that's not from a real scientist. NASA, if they tell you that they're sending a fucking satellite to measure the coastline and the water level rising, they're definitely just stealing your money. That's fucking retarded. No, that is a Pentagon satellite. That's what that that's what I'm thinking. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, you don't believe in satellites anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, it, they're retarded. They're, they don't exist. People this that- is one of those things that we're not going to get results from or like info from for the next like ten or twenty years, right? 
So people have forgotten about it by then or forgot like that's a waste of money. No, it's going to be real time because they're going to scaremonger us. They need scaremongering right here, right now with raw data that's going to scare the living shit shit about you, about global warming. And that's why they're going to use lockdown, the precedent for lockdown for COVID. They're going to use it for global warming because the planet needs it. The planet needs us to starve to death. People are talking about that. It's it's Yep. It's, there are it's articles been, written about that, published it, in the major publications, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the end goal with it. But well, um, Bob, you're sounding a lot like a conspiracy theorist right now, talking oh, about these uh, uh, <laughs> colluding efforts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, between some to try to try and relate coronavirus and climate change and all these things in in some you know crazy scheme about control and one world government. I where, where do you get these ideas from? Do you just like you know? Uh, uh, go on 4chan and believe everything you read. One more dumb New thing. research. Wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. This is a perfect segue and Aaron just needs to butt in real quick here. Uh, well, but I have research on what, on what he was saying about conspiracy theorists and everything. So oh, go, ahead, no. go ahead. I don't need to talk about, I was going to talk about NASA because the next th- sad thing they're doing is they're sending up a big claw machine to go fucking take away the old satellites out of the sky because of all the space junk. <laughs> You know, oh god, the, the satellites. Imagine like Toy Story, where you pick up the aliens with the claw machine. Except it's satellites, satellites, the thing that the ISS never has caught on film, even though it films twenty four seven live. It's never seen a single satellite flying around the Earth with it. The orbit's a big place. Oh, it, it is, but you know, this is the here's the photo that they always show everybody from <laughs> space junk. And their lenses are focused in like millions of miles away too. So some, you know, some, I don't know. There's other ones that are only like hey, people are worried miles. about. People are worried about satellites obscuring uh, telescope, like astronomy footage from Earth. So, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, look at the photo. Fo- okay, posted the photo in show clips. I'm, I'm seeing it. Yeah, that's I'm the photo it. they always show you, and it gets more and more crazy every time. And n- they've never caught any of that on film for us once because it's almost like it's a stationary fucking uh, bus that they fucking uh, film out of, and then the background is just a CGI of the fucking planet. Like NASA is fucking fraudulent as hell. It's insane. Oh, but but they are measuring that water from a satellite in space, not just by going to the water. But yeah, okay. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so, sounds like a what? What does what does science have to say? What does new research have to say about Aaron's wacky conspiracy theories? Uh, people drawn to conspiracy theories share a cluster of psychological features. Baseless theories threaten the safety of our democracy. Turns out specific emotions. That's a new word, by make the way. People prone to, yeah. It is. Well, it, it's funny how they use baseless because in this article, uh, it was written by Scientific American. They make about five Melinda. baseless claims in the fucking matter of like one paragraph. Well, they think Russia, the Russia Gate thing was like a real thing. And that wasn't a conspiracy what? theory. <laughs> what? They, they think Russia, Trump. Russia possible collusion was not a conspiracy theory <laughs> in their Definite minds. That, <laughs> yeah. You know what sucks is that this yeah. year they were gonna Russia was gonna steal it again, but then fucking Putin slept through his alarm clock. Fucking uh, exactly, our, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> I, 
Putin saw that six states stopped counting, so he was like, "Oh, I'll just go to bed then with everyone else." Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the states sneakily were like, "Oh, we're going to count ballots un- unaffected by Russia." That's what happened. Okay. Sle- sleepy boy Putin so, lost us the election. They didn't kick out the yeah. uh, vote watchers, the poll watchers. What they did is they kicked out the Russian spies that they figured out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here we go. New research suggests that uh, events happening worldwide are nurturing underlying emotions that make people more willing to believe in conspiracy. So they're they're tying emotions into this. Experiments have revealed that feelings of anxiety make people think more conspiratorially. Uh, such feelings, along with a sense of disenfranchisement, currently grip Americans, according to surveys. In such situations, a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theory can provide a comfort by identifying a convenient scapegoat and thereby making the world seem more straightforward and controllable. Oh. Discerning fact from fiction can be difficult, however, seemingly wild conspiracy uh, ideas turn out to be true. I got it. Okay. So so it's the fact that I'm really anxious, guys. I'm so anxious that I start believing crazy Self-diagnosed, shit. Self-diagnosed, of course. Yeah. See, I'm really anxious and I start believing crazy shit. So, like, when I should be comforted by uh, the safety bestowed upon me by the government when Walmart's allowed to open, but my neighbor's uh, hardware store is not allowed to open, I should know that there's not a conspiracy. No one's conspiring against anybody in that situation. It's actually just exactly as Fauci says on the news when he tells me not to wear a mask yeah. and to yeah. wear a mask, or this day lockdowns work, the next day, it's like... well. I'm, feel, I'm feeling right now that there might be a perhaps some irresponsible actions, un- unintended uh, side consequences of uh, all, all this reporting by the, the mainstream media and public health officials, and um, in, in that they, they they didn't realize the the uh, emotional uh, anxiety causing ramifications of all of this this news they're delivering us, and that uh, they they need to be aware of that. They're they're their own worst enemies in this situation, un- unfortunately. Dude, they're the ones going, Russia stole the election. There's a new pandemic. Murder hornets. Hey, anybody that doesn't believe this is just <laughs> high anxiety. That's the fucking problem. You're high anxiety. It's like, Jesus Christ. Well, so, they tell us, like, in, in these uncertain times, in this this very stressful yeah. year. Oh, what a 2020 we've had. They're you know, implanting yeah, like, they're the emotion telling, into like, you with their oh, opening God. headline. <laughs> It's like if I don't take a second to think about it, I'll think that I'm supposed to be depressed and anxious. Sorry, go on. Bob. This is actually what they hit on uh, the anxiety connection. They call it. They they go on and say in May 2018, the American Psychiatric Association released results of a national survey suggesting that 39% of Americans feel more anxious than they did a year ago. This is uh, this article was written in um, 2019, I think, of like March or something like that. Uh, a year okay. ago, Primar- primarily about health, safety, finances, politics, and relationships. Another 2017 report found that 63% of Americans are extremely worried about the future of the nation and that 59% consider the lowest point of U.S. history that they are- can remember. So what they're doing essentially is tying like these like horrible things that like the common person is going through and being like, well, this is on the rise and conspiracy theories are on the rise in their head. So obviously th- th- this is what's causing um, the conspiracy theories is like this high high anxiety kind of thing. Like, not, like, the I don't, fact, I, I, not the fact that every institution known to man that we were told to trust and, and believe told us that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. It's not anything like that. Nothing like that ever happened. I think their premise makes sense. It's just 
the blame the, the there there is very direct uh blame to be placed and um you know on people who believe there conspiracy is, theories not the not the media they're not the one pushing any of this yeah not, not the people who are like intentionally causing this anxiety <laughs> or causing this un- these uncertainties or betraying people's trust and whatnot that is causing them or that is like you know uh promoting it this, this whole this you know sentiment. why this actually works i i'm gonna tell you exactly why this article is a hundred percent correct the people that are out there going, oh my god, we're going to get coronavirus and, and they're going to shut everything down. And blah. The people that believe in the coronavirus do believe in a fucking conspiracy theory in the way they believe conspiracy theories. It's a fucking unfounded nonsense virus that's going to kill everybody unless we all get a vaccine. And if somebody doesn't get a vaccine, you'll still be able to spread the virus to the people that are vaccinated. Like, that's the... That's the line of thinking that non-conspiracy theorists, quote unquote, think conspiracy theorists think like. They're thinking the exact way that they accuse. They're just projecting how they think about the world and what they intake from the news onto people that disagree with them. They project their own feelings about that and then call them this fucking nonsense title called conspiracy theorist. And that's it. Wait, wait, but, but. Aaron, all of that happens to be true. And all of that is scientifically proven. That's the difference here. Yeah, totally. So, I, I think Aaron's like 100% right here. I think their mentality, uh, yeah. Yeah. they're the ones with like social disorders. They're the ones with psychological disorders and with like so high anxiety and shit like that. Like if you looked at their medicine cabinet, they would probably have like a handful of prescriptions of anti-anxiety, antidepressants and, and shit like yeah, that. These, these are the people that, that we're dealing you know, with. Don't be crazy here about yeah. time. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but, like, the, the fact is, like, the, this whole article pulls in, like, little studies here. And they're like, we did a study where we pulled in, like, three three groups. We gave one group neutral feelings. We gave the next group, like, positive feelings. And then we gave, like, the third group, like, negative feelings. Like, we, like, berated them for, like, 20 minutes. So I was like, I want to be a part of one of these, like, things. Like, these, like, test subjects. Where it's like, all of a sudden, the scientist starts berating me for some reason. <laughs> like, I... So like Gordon like, Ramsay, Dick Masterson, just looking at, at the, the method of of the test, the, the method that, of the test as they describe it is unethical? fucking ridiculous. I, I I think that'd be considered uh, unethical. I, I, I mean, not not really. I, well, I was kind of like over exaggerating. They're not going in there being like, "You dumb faggot!" Like, get the fuck out of here, you dumb retard! You know, like they're um, no, your dad's disappointed in you, but your mom's disappointed in you too. She doesn't really love you. You ruined the science experiment um, because you're full of anxiety. Yeah, okay. Researchers split college students into three groups. People in one group were primed to feel powerless. The scientists asked them to recall and write about a time in their lives when they felt they were not in control of the situation they were in. Those in the second group were cued in the opposite direction. They were asked to write about a time where they felt in total control. And then the others, a third group, they were asked something neutral to describe what they had for dinner or something last night. Like, it, it sounds like an experiment put on by, like, a middle schooler. Like, it sounds like a fucking child put on this experiment to, like, gauge people's reactions. They, they concluded that people that who felt powerless uh, became more conspiratorial, essentially. Oh, did they then like tell them a conspiracy theory and like ask them, do you, do you believe this or whatever? Uh, it was more convoluted than that. Students had been primed to feel in control, were less likely than students in the other two groups to support conspiracy theories regarding the 
The subway line, such as the belief the city council was stealing from the subway's budget, that's definitely true, and that it was intentionally jeopardizing residents' safety. So, like, they talked about, like, local things, apparently. And they're like, whoa, well, it could be some guy stealing, like, the funds and shit like that. So, I don't know. This doesn't sound like a very good study. No, it's not, of course, but they, they pull out, like, three or four studies just like this, where they're like, oh... We're going to, like, fucking try to make people, like, anxious or nervous or something like that and then see if, like, they buy into, like, maybe, you know. The, the whole the whole thing came down to is whether uh, they think a coordinated group was after, uh, was behind such events or the, the reasonable thing to them in these research groups and everything like that was that things just happen by chance, obviously, right? So. The, obviously. Yeah, it's just things happen by random chance, and there's not always a, a, a cabal behind everything organizing that specific scenario. And they're saying that that's what ties it into like conspiracy theories, is that thinking there's someone behind and had planned out this plot or wanted this particular result, which is completely absurd. There's always there's there's a lot of the time I, people behind the scenes expecting certain results and trying to get what do they think a board of directors of is at any company? <laughs> right it's yeah. a cabal that's trying to figure out how yeah. to fuck everybody over and get as much money into their pockets as possible that's the whole reason for them existing i, I feel like the, the purpose of the study of the, this this analysis should not be to um you know determine conspiratorial tendencies it should be uh like a, a self-improvement business book sort of thing where uh if you think someone's always out to get you then someone will always be out to get you and you will fail so you need to like go into life with a positive mindset i feel like that's the the actual yeah. thing you could learn from this not whether or not there's co- collusion that occurs in the real world of course there's conspiracy and co- collusion that occurs everywhere in the real world business is made out of money here i have a uh, better better prepared remark here those cued about uncontrolled life situations and told their government was doing a bad job were the most likely to think that the negative effects in their lives would be instigated by enemies rather than random chance which is a conspiratorial hallmark would you agree with that so that the hallmark of conspiracy theories yeah, yeah i mean yeah, like uh, i would say so sure yeah i mean the, the context isn't you know a great prompt but yeah that's well because the thing you always start off it how it always starts off is you find out about something where that exact thing played out like um the tuskegee experiments like that's was consistent fucking nine nine eleven was organized by a group of people to get like that specific outcome you know what yeah. i mean like to, to assume yeah. that like 9-11 was like a random chance would be a fucking insane and not a, and only that not only right. that the start of america was a bunch of fucking landowners conspiring against the british government to overthrow the government <laughs> uh, on, an, uh, on a foreign shore that's literally how the country started like and they were like if you were like a British kid that was living in colonial, uh, you know, you're like the governor's kid. You're like, Hello, Dad. Hello, Governor. And like, yeah. I think there's a bunch of Americans <laughs> over here conspiring against it. Like, stop being a conspiracy theorist. You're, yeah, like a bunch of farmers <laughs> are gonna take over England in a, in the New World. Yeah, okay, that's you oh, sound God. like an that's idiot. Perfect. Yeah, it's exactly that. Like. Everything that starts is a group of people that, like, puts a plan in action. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all a conspiracy no, theory is, it, is you it, try it, to figure out what the plan might be. To just say, la, 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 and plug your ears and go, there are no plans. Like, that's retarded. Like, that's objectively yeah. retarded. I'm not saying that everybody is right about their conspiracy theories. Theories, like, a lot of times are wildly wrong. But to think that there's no conspiracy theories is, like, you have to be a fucking idiot to think that. So I, I think the lesson to draw from this is uh, make sure in life that you are the one who is conspiring and not the one being conspired against. Actually, so you don't get. I actually over. have a. Uh, there's a stand, like a quick stand-up bit this guy did on that. BC always be conspiring on, on conspiracy on. theories, like how you have to be an idiot to not believe in any conspiracy theories. I want, let me find that real quick because that is kind of sums up that perfectly. Uh, okay, got it actually. Pop this into the old show clips. Yeah, this, this like, yeah, Bob, play this, because, uh... Oh, Ron Funches, okay. This, this bit is, like, perfect, perfectly encapsulates conspiracy theories. Okay, three, two... Bye, honey bear. Jesus Christ. Commence operation engagement ready. <laughs> right. Now there's just certain people I have no time for. Like, if you're sexist, or homophobic, or if you don't believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> Just don't understand, how do you not believe in any conspiracy theories? I understand not all of them, not most of them, but you don't believe in any conspiracy theory? You just think the government's just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth? <laughs> That's a strong stance to take. And again, as I said before, I don't like talking about politics on stage or off stage. I don't like talking about things I don't feel like I'm truly knowledgeable in. But I do know this. Our government is placed in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son. And I lie to that nigga all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy government. <laughs> you can stop. I just love conspiracy theories. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, of course. I mean, you're in charge of one person, and you're, dude, you in charge of your one kid, <laughs> you and you're already talking about a fat, invisible, like a fat, magical guy that lives in the North yeah. Pole the, the, with a cabal of elves that gives all the kids presents, like. Dude, you don't know how much of that shit permeates forever that, like, is just started on complete nonsense. We don't even know how much of our history is just completely made up. Like, it's crazy once you start, like, seeing certain things. And then if you just decide to, if you just decide to say, like, those don't exist, like, those those uh, conspiracy theories are all just fake and you don't want to look into any of them, you're just, like, void of thought. Yeah, I mean, like asking questions, being uh, you know, skeptical about things, especially things that seem crazy. Uh, that that you know seems like a, a good way to approach life, right? Right. Yeah, I love that article. No. Just, it blames no. you for having high anxiety, and that's why you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Fucking insane. <laughs> I think they're the lifeblood of America. Jesus Christ! This is conspiracy theories is how we started off as Americans. Yeah. 
Uh, I agree. Aaron, a little British child, Aaron said the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm totally down with that. It, to not believe in any conspiracy theories is retarded. Like you have to be just completely brain dead. That just means that you're so full of cowardice that anything that breaks your wor- worldview or puts a dent in it at all is so like turns your world so upside down that you mentally and emotionally can't handle it so you have to be like no no that's but, not but Aaron I after 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 uh the last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker I uh don't I I don't overwhelmingly love Star Wars anymore my worldview has changed a lot in the last few years clearly <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly open to change and changing my opinions and yeah, thoughts that's, that's exactly like it's that level of retardation like, <laughs> it, it really is it means that if how you perceive the world you need somebody that you perceived to be an authority above you to tell you to change your mind and it's the only way that people change their mind nowadays so if you if you're incapable of looking at it wait red letter media is not authority above me what are you talking about (laughs) no seriously if you if you're incapable of looking at a person that you perceive to be an authority figure and you can never go you know what that sounds like fucking bullshit even if it's like your teacher or your parent or a guy in a lab coat or like they're a lot of times telling you something that's complete fucking bullshit and you need to just develop that skill to be like to to just think about that and try to figure out when it's bullshit and when it's not because it's not just wait for them to give you a different opinion that's which is what people do i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get some nurses scrubs and just uh so so that one i can effectively just walk around in pjs all day and two so that i can um just bullshit people on healthcare information it sounds like the, the best of Make all worlds. for you. I'm going to spend. Like, I'm now going to spend yeah, really. all all of my free time in nurses scrubs and just <laughs> with, like a, with like a fake RN badge, like hanging off the whole time, and just like start lecturing people about health, like decisions on their health and shit like that. One step further, like, just get the lab coat. Just buy a lab coat. They're not expensive. <laughs> buy a lab coat. Walk around in yeah. that. Be like, oh yeah, I just got a surgery. And, you know, don't worry about it. Get get some food coloring, <laughs> some red. Red, some red food dye and just like splatter you it have your vaccine paperwork sir oh, look at my lab coat does it look like I'm not vaccinated <laughs> obviously I'm vaccinated <laughs> I have a lab coat I am I am the vaccine <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I can I can expedite the process of receiving. Hey, look at the CVS right there. Let's uh let's let's go in. I can uh, get your vaccine right away. <laughs> oh, by the way, since wait, since we're on COVID news, uh, there was actually news yeah. saying that we're not going to get. States are just learning that we're not going to get enough vaccines for all of the people that were first decided to get the vaccines out of all of us. So all like the the elderly oh, and the sick, yeah, and like the frontline healthcare workers. workers and first responders, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to have enough of it. Oh no, everyone. Oh no. Well, that's uh, that's a, I actually that was a point I was talking to you guys about before we started the show, but I wanted to make that point. They my favorite thing that they say is Moderna and Pfizer both say that their vaccine is 94% effective against COVID symptoms. And my favorite part about that is the CDC itself says that if you have COVID, getting COVID is 80% effective against fucking COVID symptoms because 80% of the people are asymptomatic. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the problem. Eighty percent are asymptomatic. Wait, is that the CDC saying? Yes, now? is it eighty? Is it eighty percent is the number they give? I remember being super inconclusive all year. Oh God! And and thanks to Doctor Fauci, Doctor Fauci went on the record and said that asymptomatic cases aren't the the prime uh, spreader of the virus. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, because people aren't coughing and shit. No, but that like, that was that was back in like the very beginning of all of this. So. Okay, yeah, I remember WHO came out and said a while back too. Um, yeah. they, they, their big uh, statement. No, yeah, but remember, like these these aren't. Uh, I, I wouldn't call these COVID people because that is coronavirus disease. If they're asymptomatic, they don't have a disease. Oh, fuck you, Bob. Uh, if they're if they're asymptomatic, they don't have a disease. They're just coronavirus coronavirus transmission cases or like whatever or coronavirus yeah. infected or uh, it's it's not a. a thing you, you can't just say there are tens of millions of sick people walking around in the united states right now because they're no hard. there aren't it's it's total bullshit the hospitals haven't been full the whole time it's complete horseshit there's no one dies of the flu or the cold anymore pneumonia deaths are record lows heart heart disease deaths are record lows cancer deaths are record lows the cold and flu are record lows and when you start looking at how far below the yearly averages that those are it equals about you know, two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand people. Oh shit! Did we just move it in from the regular column to this new COVID column? Yep, that's what we did. Oh yeah, because the John Hopkins shit, dude. Pull that up, please. Yeah, this isn't it's conspiracy theorist crazy Aaron saying this. This is the uh, assistant program director of uh, Masters of Economics at Johns Hopkins. So, like, leading expert in statistics and data is uh is the one who did this analysis on the all the coronavirus stuff at johns hopkins where they're collecting and reporting all the coronavirus data this is the person who you know came out and had this this big uh, article um this big analysis on uh, that were like not really in excess deaths or like negligibly in excess deaths um or there are like the coronavirus is not had a major impact uh so far as deaths are concerned on the United States. It's That's like, what it's, I was talking to you guys about. Because uh, we were looking at the death rate that yeah. they projected before the year started, which was 8.8 .8 before coronavirus existed. 8.8 .8 per 1,000. And once we were crunching the numbers, we were like barely hitting 8.9. Now we're like a half a percent to a percent over projection. Well, here we go. Here's a, an actual um, uh, cutout here. Uh, surprisingly, the deaths of older people stayed the same before and after COVID-19. Not surprisingly. COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. Since, wait, hold on. Since COVID-19 mainly affects elderly, experts expected an increase in the percentage of deaths in older age groups. However, the increase is not seen from the CDC data. In fact, the percentages of deaths among all age groups remain relatively the same. It's it's fake. And there's already it, a margin fake. of error to begin with because deaths are expected <laughs> to increase it's every year. Almost. It's fake. Like it's fake. It doesn't exist. It's literally it doesn't exist, guys. Like I'm not saying like it exists and it's not a big deal. It doesn't exist. They don't have they don't do, they're not doing anything like there's no correlation between this virus and any other virus we've ever had. They have they change how they think it spreads. They change what like it if anything, this has put a giant spotlight for people that have any kind of a fucking brain to go I don't think we know what we think we know about diseases. Like, it's fake. Yeah, like, that was the thing that people were starting to realize over the last few years, just in general, that disease, uh, approach to diseases is bad. But then this year, oh my god. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But, but, I think, I think we should transition on to talking about a, uh, real disease with a real vaccine that only has a 70-ish percent asymptomatic yeah. rate. I, oh yeah, we're following up on 70. To follow up. On yes, polio. Let's, let's do That's it. That's a real disease. <laughs> yeah, that's 70 a real disease. 70% asymptomatic. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, so a little bit of uh, background. So, this is a follow-up from the, the other week. Um, and a little bit of background 
too. So the, the history of polio, we get in the, the 50s um, with the Jonas Salk vaccine uh, and then 62 with the Sabin vaccine, the, the oral one. Um, because there was some, uh, there's some incident where like they, they messed up a batch of vaccines with the Salk one and like the, the hurt a lot of people, something, something. And, um, so they had to come, come up with a new vaccine, like to, to market it better. Um, then between 62 and 79, uh, in the United States, there, there's just, there's no data between CDC and WHO and any Googling I can find there. There's, there's no data for, um, polio what years? uh, uh, 1962 and 1979. So that, that's when from 1961 was when the oral vaccine was invented and ni- 1979, I believe was when we were down to, uh, like polio eradicated in the Okay. US. Hold on. I, this is my, going to be my favorite part about this because how this feels to me is whatever, Grabbler company came up with the oral vaccine just stop reporting on polio and then could say that it's gone like they don't they didn't even collect data for it after their vaccine like weren't there trials about what the long-term effects of the vaccine are how many less people are getting it they just stopped collecting data for like 17 years I oh I couldn't find the data so sure why not they might as well not have collected hey, it hey, anyways it's just like coronavirus if you stop talking about it it just kind of disappears it's weird how that works now now there's there's something I want to point out with that uh, so the reason I went into looking some of that, into that some of that data um it has to do with uh, the the asymptomatic cases where uh, on Wikipedia and the CD from the CDC uh, um found the original chart they uh they cite that between 0.1 and 0.5 percent of polio cases are paralytic. Um, so looking into that, I was trying to find where that data came from. Um, back in the fifties and sixties in the U S it was like, uh, 50% of the cases were paralytic in Nigeria. Now, like in the last 20 years when they, they've uh, you know, still had in the realm of thousands to a thousand to thousands of cases, um, uh, most of them are, or a lot of, not most, a lot of them are paralytic. Um, so then the only data left to look at it would be, oh, U.S. It's a CDC stat. So the U.S. from 62 to 79, the data I don't have, uh, the data that how do we know that these few cases are paralytic when the data I can find is saying they're way higher? So they're way higher before 61. Does that make sense? Now they're asymptomatic. Yeah. Well, no, it's it, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it way like half the cases were paralytic before then, which is and then there, there's still, you know, other uh, symptoms and other uh, whatnot between that and asymptomatic, but then like there's a sudden transition between that and it just being gone, and the stats for symptoms or percentage of symptoms coming out. Does that does that make sense? Sorta. Do it. Say it one more time, but like I'm a retard. Say it, like <laughs> with like one sentence, <laughs> like I'm a five year old. Um. So. The stats that are available for specific numbers say that half the cases are paralytic. The current stats or the current rates say 0.1 to 0.5% are, are paralytic. And there's a big... Wait, wait. Uh, it went from 50% to 0.1%? Yes. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big jump. That, that's, that's why I was confused. That's why I tried to follow up on this. And like the, the data set where it could have come from between where the other data left off and when polio was eradicated in the U.S. is missing. I don't, I don't get really? it. Really? I'm going to make a quick yeah. claim. Or just a, I'm going <laughs> to hypothesize a claim. Not, it's not really a claim. I'm coming up okay. with a conspiracy theory real quick because I'm very <laughs> anxious right now. Um, 
I'm riddled with, all of a sudden I've been riddled with anxiety and I have a, I have a quick hypothesis that we have to look into now. Is it about any, are you anxious about polio all of any a sudden? Any disease that had a, let's just say an ad campaign behind it. Um, we're going to start off with polio with their poster child FDR with his stupid leg blanket. Oh, wait, wait, sorry, slight interruption. Uh, recent, more recent data on understanding diseases suggest that FDR did not have polio, but actually Guillain-Barre syndrome, uh, looking at his symptoms retrospectively. So he probably didn't even have polio. Sorry, go on, Aaron. What, what were Motherfucker. You he was still the poster child for polio. They've yes, been getting is, all yes, this free true. press this whole yeah, time. Yeah, oh, the fact that the fact that he <laughs> yep, they're yep. claiming he didn't have polio now is hilarious. It doesn't matter. It just proves more that it's probably an ad. Like they use the president of the United States yeah. as an advertisement <laughs> for you. Like just it's a living ad. Um, oh, so God. any That's of so the diseases that there's an ad, that have been advertised to everybody to know about, I bet have elements, if not are one hundred percent bullshit. Like they are either partly bullshit or completely bullshit. Like I, I think I think you are underestimating uh, the ability of our scientists to fabricate diseases in labs and uh, pathogens. In I labs. don't think they can even do that very good. I I don't think <laughs> I think I thought we had way more capabilities than I actually think we do. There there's claims that the things that they think they can do that I don't fucking believe for a second. They always talk about they're making half human, half pig chimeras and. All sorts of crazy shit like that. And I've never seen proof of any of that. If they do make it, it's some abomination that lives for like 30 seconds. And they're like, oh, you know, that worked. We're, one of these days. Apparently, apparently they made some uh, HIV resistant children in China. Because they like there were these two parents who had a uh, both had it, were HIV positive, wanted to have kids and like a lab gave them uh, access to some experimental technology. I, would go as far to say that <laughs> HIV isn't what we think it is, and I bet when we start looking into it, I bet there's elements of that that are complete bullshit. Where does it hit the worst? Who, who are the groups hit the worst from it? From as an, from an American perspective, it's in America, it's gay dudes and then Africans. That's what we've always been told. Everybody in Africa has AIDS, and gay dudes have AIDS. I want to see if like they even had the same disease. Were they even dying of a disease, or is it just uh, banging 17 different people a week and doing coke off of other dudes' dicks is really bad for your health. Or, and then, like, you have an immune system breakdown from drug use and partying too hard. Or, and, and then, from the African perspective, what, what are their symptoms like? I would love to see if it's the, even the same disease or same symptoms or... It's... <clears throat> It's basically malaria that they pass off as AIDS. Sure. <laughs> why not? They die of something else, probably. And uh, do the research. I want to hear yeah, about Yeah, no, this. let's start, yeah. like, I'm... Or, or am I the public health yeah. guy now? <laughs> well, you'd probably be less biased about it, because... But, like, think about it. Like, okay, so you start off Spanish flu. That's the big one. Black death. The Black Plague. Spanish flu. Polio. AIDS. Um... Well, we have stuff in the uh, 21st century too, from uh, uh, SARS, MERS, avian swine flu, uh, Zika. Uh, yeah, but one? none of those caught up. Caught up. Yeah, caught on. I, like they had yeah. names for them. It's almost like they're trailing how really. to fucking advertise properly for this fucking nonsense disease here, coronavirus. But Aaron, that's not that's not how advertising works. Oh <laughs> yeah. wait, 
Yeah, exactly. I really think they were testing tri- like trial running ad campaigns, or or even part of the ad campaign is to get the idea of named viruses into your head and what's most oh, yeah. effective to do. Definitely. It. Um, if I can name half a dozen from the last uh, from my lifetime off the top of my head, then they've done a pretty good yeah, job of that. If they already, it's already fucked up with like the common cold, so you you already think of it as common, and no one cares when you get it. Now you get coronavirus. They say it's brand new and a super virus, and you get the exact the same novel, symptoms the as novel. the novel. Yeah, because if they just called it the common the coronavirus, then no one would be freaking out. It's literally advertising. But, but Aaron, they've they've never done this before in advertising. You, you expect you you expect me to believe that a a company would uh, come up with a new product that's pretty much just an old product, but with new branding and call it new and it can yeah, be like uh, yeah. exciting it would and never expect happen. people to buy that. You, you think people just go and buy <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, no, nothing like that would ever happen. But, like, I, I really don't think that... I, I think it's all bullshit, dude. I think there's probably people that made a shit ton of money that had control of all the information that came out about it. It's it's looking like... It's uh, plausible. Uh, could be yeah, likely. it's not out of the realm of yeah, possibility. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that, that's, uh, it's looking like that's mostly false. <laughs> That was one of my favorite backtracking things. Whoa, snap! Uh, it's like uh, <laughs> they had the the baseless thing again. It goes. They had uh, two. Uh, my YouTube had two pictures next to it, and it was one was World Economic Forum talking about the Great Reset, and the next article next oh, to God, it was yes. the New York Times, and it was baseless conspiracy theories about the Great Reset. Yeah, that I love that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, like. How do people not see it yet? It's right there. The World Economic Forum aren't the only people talking about it either. Uh, Justin Trudeau and there, there's some other like leader guy who's talking about it, but people are talking about it regularly. It's not in like you know official sources commenting on it and having press conferences about it and forums and then about telling it. you it's, that it's a conspiracy theory to talk thing. about it if you're not talking about it in a positive light. Like, well. So the New York Times premise was that the conspiracy theory was that uh, it was governments in, invented COVID to um, uh, as a means of taking more control. And like the, the only thing in question there is whether or not they quote unquote invented COVID. You, like, you know, the whole that's, premise. That's the of, big you know, claim that they could dispute everything with. But it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. So well, that, what if like we change that? Guys, that. They yeah. What if we change that? The governments are using COVID to take control of the general population. It's like that yeah, is not yeah, a that, conspiracy theory. Yeah. That is 100 percent. No, guys, if they like, invented, they couldn't fabricate COVID because if they fabricated COVID, then it would come out that the death rate hasn't changed from what it was projected to be in the first place. And then everyone would realize oh, no. that it was actually just fabricated. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's go back to Polia for a second. I want to follow up. So uh, the other week I brought in um, the the argument or the, uh, the theory that uh, polio hasn't actually been eradicated, but it's been renamed um, a handful of similar diseases. Uh, those would be aseptic meningitis, transverse myelitis, and Guillain-Barre syndrome, to, to, for, to name a few. There's some other the smaller ones, too. So uh, I followed on, on those to see um, if I could you know, uh, figure out whether or not it was possible that this was occurring. Um, so just kind of go down the list. Aseptic meningitis, that's not a um, specific pathogen, or it doesn't refer to a specific disease or virus or pathogen. It's a disease that is a uh, attributed to polio. So, say they're the. But what are the, um, like the paralytic- symptoms of it and everything like that? So no, no, I'm, I'm saying it's part of polio. So there are the paralytic oh, okay. cases, the aseptic meningitis cases, and 
the asymptomatic cases. It, it is the like one to five percent of the cases right there. Just the disease you get from the polio virus. Yeah. Um. So it's the the non paralytic uh, stiffness, whatever Can I ask that a question, that sort of question stuff. Question then, what's the paralytic? Uh, yes. Yeah. The, the paralytic version. What's that called? That, that's just, I think um that's just called paralytic. It's broken up into a few subgroups. There are a few different. So types it's paralytic of, meningitis. Um. Uh, the paralytic paralytic um polio. Uh, or yeah. I thought it was tied to. So, uh, sorry, pa- paralytic poliomyelitis. Um, myelitis it okay. is the, the and that's yeah. So the the myelitis refers to like a spinal. Now does disease, that I think, claim to like be that. eradicated now? Uh, polio overall is claimed to be uh, wild cases of polio overall are claimed to be eradicated. So even including a. Okay, so what are there any diseases that cause paralysis that are diff- that are not called polio? So that's um, that's one of the things I was looking into. The uh, what you call it? Um, oh crap! Why did I not write down specifically that? I, I think Guillain-Barré syndrome would fit in that category. The thing I said FDR might have had um, instead of polio. Um, so so uh, here, I'll I'll finish going down the list and, and get to that. The, the transverse myelitis. It's just another myelitis spinal disease thing, and it's uh, so it, it um. It's adjacent to, but it is separate from polio. It's not. Uh, it's not caused by the polio virus, um, and it's. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I think the number of cases are not significant. Uh, uh, di- estimated fourteen hundred cases diagnosed a year. So actually, that's a lot. Um, and then the Guillain-Barré syndrome. That's that's the um, the the slightly questionable one where it's. Uh, it, it is a separate thing from polio and uh it's an autoimmune response so it's not caused by like the the polio virus or or it's not caused by a specific virus or pathogen uh and i did check the cdc um website and they do uh list that for a a polio case you do need to test for the virus itself and they have uh, um all that stuff including pcr tests and whatnot we all Um, know how well those fucking work so i'm i'm fucking convinced but but methodolog- like methodology wise, um, it, it shouldn't should not be possible to confuse polio virus, or it should not be possible to diagnose it from just symptoms, just clinically. Uh, however, um, it's not. Uh, there there are similar enough symptoms from uh, Guillain-Barré syndrome, especially considering most polio virus polio virus infections are not paralytic, um, and there are estimated. Uh, 3,000 to 6,000 people in the U.S. per year who develop it, which would uh, be kind of on the scale. It's a large enough scale where um, if there are enough missed diagnoses or whatever that um, or or like renaming of diseases or whatever, uh, however, this conspiracy would have been laid out. um, There are enough cases that it's possible that the polio virus uh, cases are have been reallotted there. How many used to uh, have? And, and then if you look at other things like, yeah, so so if you look back in the forties and fifties, sorry, was that? What would you say if you summarize all of this? Like, what what have you gotten out of it at the end of the day? So my 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 executive summary is: um, uh, there's no evidence for the conspiracy, but the conspiracy is possible, or it's not impossible. It's plausible, is what you're saying. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying plausible, but it's not impossible. Like it, it. Like I'm saying, it's it's the less 
likely, but it could have happened. Like we, we just don't have, you know, the behind the scenes data to uh, confirm whether or not like all the, you know, test data and what the reporting and all that to confirm whether or not. But how many people back in the day were getting polio when it was like all the rage? Yeah. So if it, yeah, when it, like when it was a, really a big bunch in the of 40s people and were 50s, getting paralyzed. Yeah, right. it was a really big thing back back in the 40s and 50s. It was in um in the realm of uh so right before the vaccine was invented, right as it was invented, it's uh like in the realm of 50,000 cases in the a US year. or more. Um yeah, okay. a year. So uh it, so compare that to like the realm of uh you know, within the scale of a, a couple thousand maybe. But but um what was that? I, I was reading where it was where was it? It was somewhere tropical and it's saying that uh, stuff like good weather and uh, better sanitation and healthy uh, money, those whatever, all, all those things, all those factors that, you know, increase general health and life expectancy and whatnot, uh, lower polio cases specifically down to that rate of like those couple thousand. So other that, places that in the, the world that had better hygiene and sanitation and diet diversity had the same rate of polio that we have now, basically. Yes, that's uh, ge- uh, less or yeah, that's that's jelly. So like, even if a vaccine were not invented, if the general progression of, uh, you know, health and technology in the U.S. were to uh, develop as it did, and you would have expected they it to be the were, had like a now. couple of these couple thousand cases a year diseases to throw those cases into, it's possible that this could have happened. I, I didn't find any evidence that it did happen or that it's like likely, but it's possible. It's a fucking scam, dude. It has to be. <laughs> right, Aaron? Are they you with came me out on this with one? a vaccine and <laughs> then just stopped fucking... <laughs> collecting data on it when they were at 50,000 a year. There were 50,000 a year of people being fucking paralyzed no, no, they, they... and getting FDR. Yeah, that, was when the va- that was when the... Uh... That was when the Salk vaccine came out. Uh, so they still had 10 years of data after that and it got down to... Uh, 1962 was the 886 cases in the US is, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, when... What, right after World War II, where we started and then, a and then the huge like industry boom, like we were booming, and we started getting uh, families could have a a stay at home mom. This was the norm in the fifties. Stay at home mom, where a dad could work, one guy would work a job and be able to provide food for his family. That would be at grocery stores, these giant grocery stores, which were kind of a new invention because the transportation had just gotten to the point. Where you could stock every town with every oh, yeah. kind of food in the whole fucking world. This is all the stuff that started happening between 1945 and 1960. By the way, <laughs> is that you would have a, a produce and a, like a diet diversity that wasn't seen by emperors in you know 300 years ago. Um, no, that it's like, and then so yeah, that, that's well, the thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, that, that's the thing too. I was um, for for a separate public health thing I was writing on. I was looking up uh, um, life expectancy or l- looking at kind of the the trends of that. And for the, for the United States, um, life ex- uh, I think it was WHO stats. The life expectancy in the United States from um, what was it like the seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds was like or like seventeen hundreds was like thirty or thirty five. And then once uh, they got infant mortality rates down and sanitation went up and pe- like the average income or like amount of access to some money and food and whatnot went up, then then it went to, uh, you know, it got to what we have today pretty immediately. And that, that kind of cor- correlates uh, uh, pretty closely to I, I think it was I think it was mid 20th century. But the thing is, if, if you look back in those 1700s and 1800s, the founding fathers, all those rich people, they lived to 80 yep. and 90. 
when the life average life expectancy was like 35. So if you had money and access to food and you know sanitation, like that was that was the only limitation. So when we became like a you know uh, developed our country a little bit and everyone had some access to, access to that. Uh, and and the, the trends like match pretty closely to stuff like yep. disease rates. It's, I'm gonna, it's ridiculous. This is the thing that I 100% believe. Um, the story is that they invented magic pills that made the diseases go away and you all have to pay for it. And that the pills are what saved everybody. And what I'm making the claim is that indoor plumbing and fucking diet diversity from having things like grocery stores that you could get all of your vi different vitamin C, access to oranges when you lived in you know Arkansas or Kansas. Fucking, you could live in those areas and you could get... You could get access to things like oranges, you know, like that you couldn't get access to before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so instead of some asshole dying of scurvy out in the middle of the Midwest, he doesn't do that anymore. And he so he raises your life expectancy and lowers your disease rate because you're getting a lot of the vitamins you need. And the other thing that raised the life expectancy, because it wasn't like people were like 36 and then like died of old age. That's not what made the life expectancy that it was, like you said, infant mortality. No, it was a lot infant yep. child mortality. Infant mortality, yeah. women dying during childbirth, shit like that. Things like if somebody's mm -hmm. appendix burst, like, like you have just it. some kid be like 17 and his appendix would explode oh, yeah. and he's just, he just gets real sick and dies in like two days. And you're like, oh shit, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. And that's what, caused, that's what caused mortality rates to go up. Not the fact that like no one was like, 50 and was just dead because they were so old like that like that's how people think of it and then, <laughs> yeah it's it's well continue history from there too so we we got access to a diversity of foods uh, across the whole country but then we have uh in the 60s the, the fda um we, we they got their uh, former procter and gamble exec work like heading the fda and he's promoting all of their processed foods that are all correlated with heart disease and then we got the 1980 and the uh, with the the food guidelines from the uh, diet guidelines from the FDA, and a few years after that, the food pyramid, and so so once we had a chance at living longer, the government tried to prevent well, that, that. And like poor poor people actually had access to right diversity of food, which is the really important part. It's like um, so even having no food, no diversity of diet, and you're just eating bread and like killing chickens and eating eggs, and that's about all you had. <laughs> now you have some poisoned food now, but it was still better yeah. than that old, like, like, only eating three things. Well, now the cheap food for poor people is uh, fast food and Doritos and soda. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, and, and then they have these, like, practically designed food deserts in the middle of cities and in the middle of inner cities where, like, it, it just gets rid of some of that access to uh, the modern living of d diversity of, uh, like, diversity of nutrition food. We're it's becoming ridiculous. more unhealthy now, but the life expectancy is still going up slightly because we have things like automated... Uh, what are the... We have things like debt so we can go uh, pay for surgery and not yeah, pay Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's... That you really can do that, yeah, and or things like they can get like an automated pacemaker, so that like if your heart stops, it just fucking jolts you and might actually get you keep kicking for ten more years, you know, if it actually kicks your heart back into gear. Yep. So things like that are what is increasing the life expectancy, even though we're definitely getting unhealthier now. We were healthier probably in the seventies, yeah. okay. but we didn't have the medical uh, technology to keep people alive when they hit like eighty and get cancer. Like, now more of those people live longer. 
I don't know, like in the seventies, we we're still using like leaded paint and like asbestos bricks. And yeah, shit like everybody that. probably so, like, had their own version healthy, of poison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether from scarcity, yeah. scarcity, or yeah. just like <laughs> using cheap shit. Um, yeah, but we're just using like pure, like distilled chemicals. You know what I mean? Like, I honestly believe like that's why like cancer is like skyrocketing is because a we're detecting it sooner and b like we're using such like purified and distilled chemicals for like every little thing that we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like like all these household uh, like cleaning supplies and uh, fragrances and whatever uh, don't aren't a lot of these random chemical unregulated chemicals just like like a brake cleaner, yeah, a brake cleaner, like a dust off can, like a Windex, like. 300 years ago, no one was ever exposed to these chemicals. Well, that and, so. like, you can go in and get, like, some kind of surgery that would have normally killed you when you're 70, and now you live till you're 87. Yeah. And if you live till you're 87, you're yeah. eventually your heart's going to stop or you're going to fucking get cancer. One of those two things is going to happen when you get in your 80s. Like, there's people that are perfectly healthy, avoided all their carcinogens, and because of their 90, they got cancer. Like, being 90 definitely causes cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, effectively, with the uh, these health conspiracies and uh, whatnot going on, and, and the, the history of health and public health in uh, the United States, um, polio—it's not impossible that it could be a hoax. Yeah, the polio vaccine. Seems, seems like I'm going gonna, gonna to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. I'm just going to assume it was, and that polio was fake <laughs> okay. and gay. Fake and gay. <laughs> that's that's my. Uh, logical conclusion yeah even if like polio is probably real but like the fact claiming that the vaccine cured it total bullshit total yeah that's yeah it's it's uh again not impossible that it's total bullshit uh to to you know take the the uh opposite approach i guess but yeah okay so that's that's my my follow-up on the whole closing uh, statement history of polio topic guys the snake oil salesman didn't disappear he fucking rebranded himself that's it. <laughs> he got he got a license. He got a license. Exactly. For it. He did. He made up a fucking nonsense degree and put on a different suit and called himself a different. He rebranded because snake oil salesman was not working for him anymore. You can't in snake the same oil, breath. Uh, the the lizard lipids. You can't in the same breath demonize big pharma and all the the damage they've done, especially with like the uh what was it them pleading guilty to the whole um. Yep. Purdue Pharma and uh, uh, opioids. Uh, the opioid uh, epidemic oh, so that they cause. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, yeah. you're right. The, the yeah, opioid yeah, yeah. Purdue Pharma and the opioids that they cause. Like the the pharma community and the pharma like market has been pure fucking evil. And then to turn around during this COVID exercise and be like, you have to trust the scientists. <laughs> it's the same people it's the same people the same people got like a like a tenth of the american populace addicted to opioids those are the people you want me to trust regarding like a vaccine cool okay sure uh, i'll buy it johnson johnson is a family company they couldn't possibly be using uh i've already was it aborted fetal cells in their development of vaccine producing the vaccine i've already designed my my vaccine passport uh, I'm going to start distributing those Beautiful. to patriots that don't actually want to get the shot. <laughs> so if you if you want to call into our voicemail number uh, over at what was that? Um, and let us know. Uh, call the voicemail. Give us your email, and we will send you a, a copy of the vaccine passport so you can print it out. Dude, and, hell yeah! Let's uh, give people you know, free. Let's give them filled out vaccine <laughs> or blank vaccine guys yeah, to fill yeah, out. Uh, yeah. Again, that is a eight eight three three four nine two four 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 two for your vaccine passports. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I'll design the fabricated passport. Aaron's going to print them, and then we will uh, hopefully ship them out to all of our listeners. Uh, by and I'll sell them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go. definitely contributing yeah. here, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think it. I think it's a wrap well, for the next episode. Just one last thing. Comments. Uh, that was uh, one of my favorite uh, fact checker things that I've seen too. Is somebody fact check? Uh, the fact checker said, "This is this is false information. Most vaccines don't don't." contain abortion derived fetal oh. cells most not all no I, and I, they have I, I have i have the document right <laughs> yeah, here that has the, this... the information johnson johnson's vaccine does use aborted fetal cells in its production yeah they like, do yeah and they absolutely do it's not a conspiracy anymore guys if you're not an anti-vaxxer you're not paying attention like you're really not you should be a hundred percent an anti-vaxxer at the moment. Well, I think that does it, especially with Bob yeah, all, uh, he's lagged out on us. <laughs> but yeah, that it, like really be honestly, be a, join the good guys, be an anti-vaxxer. Well, there he is. He's back. <laughs> join the good guys. I like that. All right. Yeah, I'm join back. I'm guys. sorry. Is the episode yeah. title right there. Join the good guys, be an yeah. anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> The um, I'll give big a quick pharma. plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give a quick plug too. If anyone wants to hear more of my thoughts on public health, uh, go over to stuffpop.com and uh, read Pandora, the Pandora's box of public health. Uh, big oh, I already know this that no one wants to hear my thoughts on it, so I won't plug anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you for listening. This is episode thirty. Okay, hear me out. Have a good night. <laughs>